0: <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, oh well, that's actually the uh, <laughs> the gold standard, uh, Dennis. Right it's been two weeks uh, again, and yes, because you were ill. Yes, well, no, did you take an ill or no? No, you went on a trip. You were ill the last. I time. went on a trip, and oops, uh, and now I happen to. Be in the most echoey space possible. Who knows how good this audio quality is? Uh, I am recording from what used to be my office, where I used to record these episodes, but is now going to be my son's room, and it has this uh, desk that is like there are no there are no legs. It's like attached to the wall, like just like floats on the wall, and the wardrobe behind me, and. Uh, They just came to install the bed today, which I plan on using tonight because I'm tired of sleeping on the fucking floor in the other apartment. Uh, And tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., my wife and I are leaving to travel to the Mediterranean coast of Spain, to Alicante, uh, to spend the weekend where I am going to give a talk on Saturday evening. At the uh, beach, generally hang out with with, with, with folks. Uh, Seashore at the shore. We will see shore at the shore. Uh, it's uh, the water is warmer than the water that we have here, but the beach is shittier because it's hmm. uh, more coarse sand and just not as good. But uh, but the temperature is going to be more. How do you know really it's coarse?
1: Heavy. Does it say inappropriate things?
0: I mean, it's it's sort of like you you uh, you're. You know, you're par for the course. Ah, that's yeah.
1: not bad. i take are yeah. par. Yeah, well,
0: there you are. That's uh, about par for the course.
1: Well, that's, what's that's gonna a happen. good
0: thing. So uh, it's super late, and I'm going to get so little sleep tonight To in order for that, because God, it feels like every time we do one of these, I'm like,
1: I have to get up super early tomorrow to go do another yeah. thing. And uh, afterwards, but, the, when are the workers coming? When's the bed going up? Uh,
0: the now? bed here was delivered. The bed... And the master bedroom was delivered oh. uh, today, but they brought the wrong mattress. The my daughter's bed in the third of three bedrooms uh, was delivered, but it's one of these. Um, uh, in Spain, they call it a canapé bed. It's one of these ones that you can lift up, and there's like storage under, underneath. Uh-huh. Uh But they brought it, and like the the hydraulics don't have any air in them, so like you can't really lift it up, and it doesn't stay up. So. Uh, Boo, but they're going to fix it. And apart, so the only missing thing really, well, there's a litany of missing things, but uh, primarily the next missing thing is our sofas. Like we have this amazing television that I sent you a photo of um, that we don't have a place to sit in front of. Yeah.
1: Now it's so big, are you pretty much across the room from it? Yeah, we're like are. at
0: like we're like at 200 feet from the. Oh, uh,
1: 200 <laughs> feet. It's like a job. It's like a jabotron or whatever they call it at
0: the Jumbotron. NFL games. What is it? Yes. Jumbotron. The no, uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it's gonna be, it's it's fantastic from the distance that we want to see yeah. it from. And if you're any closer, then you're too you're yeah. too close, and you have to like look left and right when the characters move right. across the screen. But
1: and is there a space behind the couch where the rest of the room is? There is a space you, behind the couch it, where the rest of the room is. Yes. Is it a walking space or a sitting space? Uh, both. Oh,
0: wow. it's the, it's the dining room. Behind the couch oh. is the dining room.
1: Uh, wide open, no doorway.
0: Wide open, no doorway. Huh. And so it's a huge room. It is. It huge is. Room. And we specifically. We chose uh, sofas that have this uh, where the, the bit that supports your head can like fold back down. Uh, so if you want to be well, no, no, it's not a recliner. Uh, if you're you're there on, on the sofa and if you want your head supported it, it can be up, but if you want it down so you can t- like turn oh. around and like talk oh, to the yeah, behind you, you can do that. I see. So that's And uh, so you
1: can see the giant Megatron from the kit from the dining room too.
0: True, true. However, we generally don't. Like, we are pretty no, good as a family about uh, not having TV You're on. We had a Super Bowl a party, for example. Super Bowl like, party.
1: Right. They're in the dining room, gathering around the table, noshing. They can see the game from your Megatron. No problem. In the
0: dining room. If we wanted to have the, the game on, yes. Get your game on.
1: Is yeah. there some circumstance where you wouldn't want to watch the game on Super Bowl Sunday?
0: With I mean, generally, here, when we're eating, we don't have the TV on. That's a party. This is a Super Bowl party. Oh, the Super Bowl party for that—it's—it's uh, it's generally at uh, four a.m. here, so oh, we generally limited, don't do that. Limited opportunities. Yeah, the Americans love to say, "Oh, there's people all over the world. This is the most important thing in the world." But like, Europe is fucking fast asleep. They don't give a shit about the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. So, anywho.
1: Well, so that's you're you're moving with it. I still don't know where you're sleeping tonight, though. I, I lost track of that. I thought you're sleeping in the
0: room you were in somehow. I am going to sleep in the room that I'm in. Where's the bed? The bed is... Oh, fuck. Uh, well, it's this to my right. Oh, it's already there? This is a tiny, tiny, tiny room. It's already uh, put together? Hold on. Uh, this is a tiny, tiny, tiny room. now oh, I lost you. Uh, and it's You're super awkwardly shaped. It's shaped in this like weird trapezoidal bullshit with like, a column where the baseline of that trapezoid would, would be. It's a really poorly shaped room but uh we have done what i think is the best possible solution for having a a bed a desk and a wardrobe in this room and uh and my plan is to sleep in this bed here to my right uh to my left is a window but anyway Uh, so that is where we are so
1: um tonight after we podcast i'm uh Packing. I've already thrown most of the stuff I need all in one room. Now I go through it, or two rooms actually, and it's always a challenge to pack for a week-long fishing trip when you're flying because of bag weight limitation. Indeed, indeed. So you got to be thoughtful. You don't pack like extra stuff. It's like, oh, I don't might wear this shirt, or I might wear that shirt. No, wear that shirt all week. <laughs> so and then uh, I did second-story windows today over at my other house, which I was just your other house. The other house that I own with my son, where I've been uh, restoring the windows, Now I'm on the now I'm on the second floor. But you're doing I your own windows, no, like no, no, glazing and whatnot. No, no, that's all it, uh, no. Uh, we're At the other house, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's an old house, 1930s. My house, understood. For years, you know, you look through the storm window event here, which yes. are special cut, burgundy for the match. But anyway, but that ladder that I have has this unique uh, thing attached to the top of it, which is a giant U which has got soft rubber cups on the ends of the U. And the, the, the rounded part of the U holds up the ladder. And so you put it up, and instead of the ladder resting anywhere, this U is resting, and it's uh, about six inches on either side of the window. So I, I can put the ladder in one resting. spot and, and get the whole window, both sides up and down without moving the ladder once. That was a surprise. I didn't. I didn't realize it was that well cons- that well designed, and it is. So that's that. That helped my day, but up and down the ladder a bunch. I've got new uh, new shoes that my diabetic condition requires, and uh, they, shoes. They got it in the fastest turnaround time they've ever had in all their years in business, and I had just put a call to them to say, "Is there any way you can expedite this? I've got to have these new shoes and these new inserts before I am walking on the rock bottom river, please." Indeed. And uh, uh, she said, oh, you didn't get my message? I said, no. She said, oh, they're here. They got here yesterday. It's the shortest delivery time we've ever had. Usually a week, week and a half. It took two days. So I put those suckers on. I'm up and down the ladder. My foot hurts. <laughs> but it hurts less than it did, you know, without the, without the shoes. But guess, guess what the shoes and three pairs of inserts cost?
0: So when you're up and down the ladder with your shoes, do you pray to the Latter-day Saints? Sooner or later, I do. It all depends how dangerous it is. I mean, it's it's either the former, right? Well, I am a former. Well, you're a reformer. uh, that. that's what happens. Tell me, tell me what your shoes cost. Uh, No, no, no. no. You guessed. One pair of shoes. Three instances. Hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Nope.
0: Am I high or am I low? More. Am I high? More. Four twenty. Oh
1: okay. God, <laughs> four forty-one, huh. four hundred and forty-one dollars for pair of shoes and three inserts. They did a digital picture of my foot, and through a computer, uh, that, or of one kind or another machinery, they uh, used that to create these inserts for my shoes, which are within point zero 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 five of my actual foot. The right. way that they're kind of so designed.
0: So the digital image of Dennis's foot will not be in the show notes. Beat. because oh
1: well. You want me to ask for it? Well, you could, you could just Google it. Speaking of new, new technology and medical uh, breakthroughs, yes, we exchanged did. an article that was one of the most interestingly written articles.
0: I feel taller having, re- having, having read it, yes. And it's about
1: people, men primarily, I guess, who have their femurs broken and screws inserted, which using uh, an electronic device, every so often they press on it and the screws lengthen until they increase their stature by increasing the length of their femur by 4 to 6 inches i believe if i recall was it
0: 6 maybe okay. not 6 maybe so 4 and i scanned article. that article and i did not get that it was a you press a button and every so often you're a little bit taller uh, uh, but over, that's how while you're healing you you're right. in, you're lengthening the healing process uh. by
1: constantly it's sort of like the, the African nation that puts the rings around their yeah, neck. Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. You know, but, or, or yeah. But it feels like so when I was reading that, I did not notice the part where they were like, Oh, and we take the extra skin from your back or whatever. Uh, so it's just a matter of slowly, slowly making your femur longer. Right. And your skin grows to a calf
1: muscles. It stretches your calf muscles to the breaking point. It's one of the reasons it's so painful. Uh, and eventually they loosen, but they don't actually lengthen. And one guy, well, the guy who they interviewed, he said, "Given all this pain and this nine months of excruciating pain, and everything that's going on, and, and you were five six or five eight, you weren't short. You were five eight. You weren't five right. three. You weren't five two. Um, what? Why? You know what? What went into this?" And he said, "You know, I just always noticed that taller people seem to get all the breaks." And I thought that's what somebody who was kind of feeling depressed would say no matter what their condition was. Right. If they were fat, they'd say skinny people have all the breaks. If they were skinny, they'd say heavier. It's not, it's not, it's like that's your reason and nobody could talk you out of it because that's not true. It's not true that taller people get the breaks. I don't know that there's some, unless you're, if you're 5'2 or 5'3, I wouldn't be surprised at all if research shows that, yes, you are uh, stereotyped and, and looked down on no fucking pun intended
0: well, hold on you're not looked down on you're, you're overlooked <laughs> right <laughs> no pun intended again so uh, but, but but like uh, it's, it, it is true that if you look at the height of CEOs or presidents or like actors if you're well if you're fucking Tom Cruise uh, but uh,
1: you, and, and so you're saying, relatively speaking, that we have presidents who are six foot or taller in, in recent history?
0: Not relatively speaking, like uh, factually speaking, yes. But like, that, that is like a true like known thing. We also have more presidents that are left-handed than, they, than, would, than should be natural. Uh, but like, that's not so a reason is to- So this something
1: like... that most people should avoid, being tall. It increases their chances of being president of the united states which as we know not is the thing.
0: shittiest job in the world yes
1: so second shittiest job vice, vice president is the shittiest job
0: <laughs> all, the, all the all the name uh recognition and none of the power yes
1: well no uh, but, no no job no role unless you eke it out i mean you know the famous quote it's a job that's not worth a bucket of spit that's back in the 1800s was it can Buch- that's what podcasting was Now, let's think about that image, a bucket of spit. Back in the day, there were buckets of spit because there were spittoons. Right. I miss that about our society, don't you? Chewing tobacco and and... (laughs) spittoons.
0: I mean, if it made that noise, yes, for sure. Uh, But the idea that we would be surrounded by buckets of spit is, I don't know. If I had to vote yay or nay on that, I think I might vote nay. Well, I, I think me, you should. Call me I mean, a, a future liberal, uh, you know. You should think it through. You should think it through.
1: What if suddenly you're really thirsty and you look around there's no spittoons that you could chug?
0: Yeah, that happens a couple times a week, really. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, See, I'm so thirsty. If only there talked. was a collection of everyone's spit that I could slurp I'm up. Aren't sure you glad we talked. And here you were
1: rushing willy-nilly as if you had it figured out. It's, you know. When you get to my age, you're kind of like a sage, you know. Well, or a sage brush. You're, you're more like I don't know, rolling a tumbleweed. Time. Just go where where the winds blow. Yeah. Oh, it's a tumbling tumbleweed. Yes, you are. Oh, it's a tumbling tumbleweed. We should look up the lyrics and sing it together. That would be fun. So we're at episode number one hundred and sixty-two.
0: I think so. Yes, that's what the wow. calculation comes out to. And So,
1: how many days is one hundred and sixty-two hours? Well, let's ask the question when it gets to to uh, two hundred and forty. Then we'll know, and we won't have to talk about. It.
0: <laughs> you're smart. You, you notice when the question is the wrong question to ask, and then you like it ain't the right time. You just it ain't the right time. Let's ask when the question is right. Yes. Uh, so. You gave me some homework a couple of weeks back and I just completed it. Uh, which Which was, is watching yeah. this new movie about the most famous person I don't really give a shit about, really. Uh, Elvis. Like,
1: I... Thank you. Thank you very much. He just changed the trajectory of American culture. It,
0: right, right, right. So, I, I, understand, right so we'll I understand. I understand. But it. like... What's your uh, own, what's your but everyone question? is... Everyone's always like... Uh, oh, you're either a Beatles person or an Elvis person or whatever. And for me, that was never even close to a, to a question, really, because I was like, the Beatles are so much more important to me than Elvis was.
1: But... It was because because your age more than anything. Uh, my age, like... Yeah, uh, Elvis Elvis was a 50s phenomena, and the, the Beatles changed his course the, of... the Beatles uh, were a 60s yeah, phenomena. He was he was... He paved the way for, for for the Beatles in in many ways, but, right, it, but it wasn't it wasn't about a my choice age because the, the,
0: the Beatles were 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 gone by the time I was born, more or less. What do you mean they were gone? They broke up.
1: Yeah. When the fuck were you born? When did they break up? What are you what? That's not true.
0: Seventy, ish. You was born. You don't know when you were born. No, I know when I was born. <laughs> uh, but I was born like through. the Beatles were I were a, I a thing born of the past in the seventies. Yeah, the Beatles were a thing of the past when I was when I was born, as was Elvis. To me, they were equally in the past. Uh, Is that so? Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. I think so. I had no idea. I, I I had no idea. I thought that your age group, so to speak, was uh, part of the at least the part of the Beatles. Right no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Like, uh, John Lennon died when I was three. Oh my word! Is that
1: enough? So uh, I, I, it's easy for me to forget that you're. Thirty years. Are you thirty years younger than me? I guess you're. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah. the Beatles were of a of an of a bygone era. You missed it. As, yeah. you missed as was Elvis, but and for sure this is entirely due to my parents, uh, who are listeners, uh, hi, mom and dad, uh, that they never never put on Elvis music, but they definitely put on the Beatles music. So sure. that was uh, that was a thing. But the so same with me. Because I was after
1: the Elvis era. When I was growing up, Elvis was in his Las Vegas stage. And I was there for his comeback. Right. You know, I remember the comeback. I I don't, you know, I say that and then I don't know if, I think I remember it or I've seen it so many times that it's like I was there. I don't know. But I remember how, uh, and the tape shows this, how uncomfortable he was because they had dressed him up in all this leather and he was nervous as he could be. Right. And they, they, and, and as the, as the show showed, they had the colonel. the Colonel had other ideas as to how it would go. Uh, uh, which
0: I, but, I which, uh, what which I have no doubt. Uh, so my, my initial thought about the Elvis movie was, wow, what a fun movie. Uh, uh-huh. And in the same way, so, uh, I am more of a Queen fan than I am an Elvis fan, for sure, or an Elton John fan. Uh, But uh, so, like, when I watched the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, movie, like, this is like the fourth or fifth uh, in a series of this kind of thing of um, reproducing what happened in those times. Uh, But well, this was this wasn't like that. Well okay, like the Elton John movie was about recreating what his trajectory was like, and I think the which, which I think Mercury was, one was on, an
1: accuracy, on an accuracy scale was high, but it wasn't it wasn't produced as a comic book caricature of what actually happened. That was an Elton, Elton John was incredibly entertaining, but I think that the trajectory of the plot of his life was accurate, not like what this Elvis was. this was. Uh, not, okay, not okay,
0: okay. Okay. Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the to the accuracy part. Uh, but the uh, he, w- my point was, uh, my wife when she saw the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, she she if you had asked her before, do you know any songs by Queen? She would have said, I can't name a single one. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, uh, maybe Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, but. But when she saw that movie, she was like, oh, I know all these songs. And my yeah. point was, uh, yes, I could have named some Elvis songs, but every single thing that was in the movie was a song that I knew already, which was uh, – it talks to how ingrained in my culture Elvis is. So,
1: so, But the, you liked this, the movie because you were entertained.
0: The movie was beautiful and – Holy God! The actor is beautiful and uh, so charismatic, and like he could not have been cast any better. Uh, no, but uh, but because I don't give a shit about Elvis, I don't really know any of the historical facts, so I can't like uh, double check with my knowledge of his history. Critique it from, critique it from that. No, well, I'm, so, so, that, I, so I, I'm not so it, I can't. So I am, so I am it, like like most of the viewers of this movie, I assume. Uh, ignorant of that life. So this is like a retelling that's as far as I'm concerned is yes. like the, the new history now. Yeah. So
1: well, the critique, the, away. The, the critique of it, it, which is interesting because the director had no intention of, uh, of, of giving you a glimpse inside Elvis. It was a movie about Elvis, but it was all Elvis as the world saw him, not Elvis, in an introspective way. Right. He never looked at the camera and said anything about how he felt, about the creative process, about his place in the world. He did a lot of feelings. He, his wife. He, he, he showed a lot of emotion, but it wasn't, it wasn't a glimpse into Elvis's psyche, and for that matter, much his, his personality and his outward track, which is, it's a fair criticism. If what you're criticizing is this, then you're saying, you know, this is the first full-blown, big, expensive movie that, that, is, that is a biopic sort of movie. Right. And, and instead of giving it the insights that we saw from, from Jamie Foxx's performance in, uh, in, uh, uh, in his great um, depiction of Ray Charles, right. um, this was different from that. Similar in that showing him shaking in the tent and the snake stuff and listening to the blues, all that stuff very well may have happened in one way or another, but it wasn't the directors and the writers' expectation to tell some type. It wasn't a biopic. It was a. It was sort of like a cinematic cartoon of Elvis's life. It was even with the big booms, and the, there were comic book pieces to it. Or earlier in the beginning, now it had its sophisticated uh, dramas, as, as it would have to, because his death was tragic, and he ended up being a tragic figure. Um, so it wasn't all that. You know there were a lot of emotion and, and I, I cried during the movie. My wife was so upset by it she couldn't finish watching it. She was so upset about how terrible it was for him, you know, in the scene when he was in the airplane and you knew that he was dying or gonna die.
0: yeah, um, when I got to the so, when I got towards the end and I realized, oh, now I have to experience the end. Uh, I was sort of sad, but also they dealt with it so quickly. They were just like, uh, blah, Elvis was is not happy. The the and movie, then, right. and then headlines of Elvis, Elvis is dead. And it was just like, wait a minute. Like, I expected So here's, some... an,
1: here's an interesting thing. At the end of the movie, the concluding scene was a true cut of Elvis singing what ended up being his last public performance.
0: So but it was How... I, I definitely noticed that they cut from what what felt like from uh, the actor that we knew with some prosthetics into the real footage. But maybe they didn't at all. Maybe it was just entirely well, in the real So footage.
1: actually you're you're saying something. I, I never understood and, and never had any expectation or thought that what I was seeing on the screen was other than a reel of Elvis. And this was what I was going to say to you, and you already responded in in an interesting way because I was going to say, I read this article that was an interview with the actor who played Elvis. What's his name? uh, Almond? Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Yes, uh, Almond uh, Boutique. I combined them into an alien uh, word. Um, And uh, he said that the most difficult part of the role physically was when he was in the prosthetics, and he was so packed with prosthetics that he couldn't breathe, and he had to sing. And he was, and it was obviously this last scene. And I thought, well, I'm going to read this next article, which is like what ended up on the editing room floor. Right. And find out that they, they shot this thing with him, but they never used it. The reason that I thought that was because there was an interview with the director who also importantly was the director for Baton Rouge or uh, Moulin Rouge. Right. Which will tell you the, 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 you know, his whole style. Right. This was a style, this crazy manic, cartoonish stuff. But Moulin Rouge was dealing with with the city, and he was dealing with an entire cast of characters where he was talking about one person. So it didn't didn't work as well as Moulin Rouge, all this craziness. Um, But he says that it was very controversial that he used the footage because it showed Elvis at his absolute worst. And he said, I disagree with that. When Elvis realizes that he's doing well and singing great and looks at the audience and smiles it's the best part of Elvis in the whole movie. And I wondered about these three points of, of interest, and you're saying that you had the impression that it was both, which would explain everything that I've heard, wouldn't it?
0: I mean, f- I definitely felt, you know, because the narrator, who I guess was the colonel, uh, said yeah. you know, this was his last performance. And I it's like in all of these movies where they, uh, they like the, like the queen movie where they exhibit, where they show an actor representing this character. And then during the credits, they show the actual person, uh, with, with the footage that they clearly copied, like frame for fucking frame. And mm. I felt there was a moment, uh, I was watching this, uh, not yet on my 4k huge fucking TV, but I was watching a 4k version of this on a smaller screen. And I noticed when the footage went a little bit more grainy huh. and, and it felt, well,
1: I, you know, I bet you, less right digital. About that and I bet you, you have solved the mystery of their juxtaposing interviews from Butler. And I would,
0: if I had the time or cared for sure, I would. Solve that mystery. Well, so, I, thought... I just wanted this this article that you that you that you shared with me, uh, which will be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one line that I thought like, ah, this is like, this is like what what we do. Uh, it's somehow, uh, this is quote, managing somehow to prove both condescending to audiences and determinedly inoffensive. I feel like that's like what we do. Like we're both yeah. condescending. You're, look, you, also, you're saying
1: something that I have to be able to understand it from two different directions. One, this guy was saying it about the movie, right? And two, that you're saying that it's it's some, you know emblematic. I
0: think we are awesome. condescending to our audience. Well, uh, at the same time, oh, we're being not. being we're uh, being inoffensive, which is like, like I would what? never,
1: I would never condescend, I would never condescend to your father. So it's just not true. I know he's, I know he's the only one who listens. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy who gives us but, money but doesn't even this, listen to
0: this, anything. The sentence jumped out at me as, as, as like, you don't want what? Get... Uh, the, 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 he... the movie was somehow uh, both condescending to audiences and determinedly inoffensive. It's like, what? Huh. Determinedly it's like, you're you're inoffensive. stupid, but also, you know, I like you which is well what he's saying is that that
1: you think you know pity the poor people because you think that the people wanted to be entertained and they right. didn't want to be entertained by a cartoonish version of Elvis you you're you're condescended to them because you don't know that what they really wanted was more of a you know tell me elvis what's the creative process or you know it, it, any feelings at all besides you know breaking out into tears and weeping and, and any any insight into your life at all, any any meaningful conversation between you and the camera, not a one. And the fact is, that's not why millions of people watched it and loved it. So this reviewer, yes. Mr. Sophisticate, yes. he's the one who's fucking naive. I know, right? And he's naive about the listening audience because he doesn't understand most people are watching movies to be entertained, not George, to be thoughtful, George, not to go into depth. His name is George Elkind. So yeah, George. George Join our show. We'll make an exception to our no, uh, our no uh, 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 third interview rule, which is there for good reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: uh, for good reason, indeed.
0: The it was like there are movies that are inaccurate historically, that are beautiful, right? Sure. And this is one of them, I think. Uh, most and, of the westerns we've watched for example right but just the costumes and the like i could not give less of a shit about uh tom hanks this character whatever uh, colonel what what an amazing you know what i thought an amazing double chin why didn't... whatever yeah but like what? He 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 was
1: not. Why did, why did they just give the part to somebody who looked like the Colonel? Why, why, exactly? You know, why 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 stretch incredulity with a strange with, version with the face of that Tom we know? Hanks? Yeah, I mean, right? it's like the, there was never a time when the Colonel wasn't on the screen that you didn't think and know that it was Tom Hanks and prosthetics. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like why didn't you use you know? I don't have to name an actor. I could do. A, Google search in 15 minutes and you'd come up with 10 names of actors that look more like the fucking Colonel than Tom Hanks and you yeah. know, all that star power that he brings to it. It's like, you didn't need that. You didn't need that. I mean, maybe did you did a for job. box office sales, but no, I really. Don't think so yeah, I don't think the, so. I think that's what they thought.
0: The final quality of the movie was worse because of Tom Hanks because of that. Being there. Yeah. Which, which is a statement that is false for almost all movies.
1: You know what he said the other day? I've read it in my feed. It was uh, that his he opined that that in his years of acting that he's probably done four good movies. Yep, I don't know that he would include Elvis as
0: one of them. No. Look, I wouldn't. Oh no no no! This was this. This is not a. This is not on his highlight reel of. Whatever. Oh,
1: so. Uh, so I've been, I got a new uh, series I'm watching Do you make a note gigolo. Uh, we watched, uh, did we, did you watch the crime series with the cop that went bad? Um, That's like all of them. we talked about it. Cop that went bad. It was uh shot in, uh, Brooklyn, I think, or no, no, no. In, uh, Baltimore. And I don't why know, You'd it? have to have a good memory. No, 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 no. More, much more recent than that. last year. Anyway, the actor who stars in that is starring in the gigolo and it's, uh, I I didn't watch it for a long time. I just didn't think it would be all that interesting and gigolo, blah, blah, blah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. But anyway, make a note.
0: Okay. Make a note. Uh, I watched a... So two weeks ago, when we... Since we haven't spoken last, uh, there was a Sunday where my wife wanted us to go all to the beach. And all of us were like, meh. And she got sort of upset about that. But uh, we, so I I spent the afternoon in my first afternoon in many, many, many afternoons, uh, just like browsing around on Netflix. And I watched this movie called uh, Man from Toronto, which is this, uh, are you familiar with uh, Kevin Hart? Oh, yeah. In his, uh, his Funny type stuff. of movie. Uh, so... The, this was uh, Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson are the two. Uh, oh, shit. Actors, and uh, the idea there's is There's never
1: been anything I've seen Woody in that I don't like.
0: Not exactly. That I can so, so it's it's uh, uh the the idea is uh it's sort of one of these uh movies where someone that is a doofus gets into a role where there's where everyone thinks they're a spy. Like there's so many. That's such a common movie trope yeah. uh, but uh, the idea is uh, Woody Harrelson is this like expert uh, interrogator killer guy uh, that can get any information out of anyone and uh, Kevin Hart is this uh, doofus <laughs> uh, normal that dude it? that uh, that uh, has this idea he's, uh, he, he's like this super loser guy his idea is uh, that's going to make him famous is uh, no contact boxing like, so he has this idea that, like, we're all gonna, like, just be like punching at each other, but like, there's no contact. And, like, so we're all like, we don't get hit. And it's just like, uh, super fitness, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, uh, and, uh, he, so he gets into this, uh, situation where he, he goes, he's taking his wife on this, uh, on this romantic getaway, and they, and they, like, and they, he drives up to the wrong cabin and the cabin that he's supposed to that, that he that he gets to there's like these russian guys that are like waiting on someone to like uh, interrogate this guy to to admit what whatever's going on anyway he gets into this uh situation it's a doofus uh fun but comedy. he's very funny he's a very funny actor. kevin hart is is super he was in a movie funny. with
1: brian cranston that we talked about because he played the, in the same kind of thing he was a doofus out of prison blah 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 and ended up being chosen to be his 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 nurse,
0: his not his nurse his his companion, his, Right, his and he, companion. He's also he's he also does a great job of playing into how small he is, like as part of his funny role. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's a he is small. <laughs> he is short. Indeed, indeed. So uh, that was the thing I saw, and so so that's it's, not, that's like something I'd seek out, but it's Netflix, so I can't get it. Yeah. So I went to Croatia which was pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. How did that go? And it was, it was, it was great. Uh, This, I was at this resort that was the same place I was was at last year. Oh, same. Yeah. That's good. uh, It's just this gorgeous resort, but because it was uh, two weeks later in the year than last year, it wasn't like hot and balmy, you know, lie out by the pool sort of weather. It was a little bit cooler. Uh, so it wasn't quite the same sort of luxury. Uh, be out by the pool uh, time. Yeah, but uh, the conference was similarly amazing. Uh, last year, I was lucky enough to give this talk where I had the three hundred and sixty degree.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember the stadium.
0: I saw. Uh, I listened to the whole thing. Where everyone was like, it was just amazing. Uh, this year, I was I was demoted. To, uh, to talk to each true. to a third of that. Yeah, So one of three they, choices. So they divided up into, into thirds and I even talked to a third, which was fine with me. Uh, which was how many people? How many people? In uh, your third. At my talk, I wanna say 150.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, it's, that's a good number of people. That's not a
0: small group, It's not 20.
1: No no, I'm no no i probably placed place set up for 150
0: and had 12 show up right right no 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 it was it was definitely planning like in the part of the but it was uh it was just cool to the most interesting thing was meeting the other speakers so yeah uh, some of the other they speakers were set up for you guys to have your own space like the speaker and room was its own little space which is where all the magic happens if we're to be honest Uh, And uh, it was super cool to, like, I met with people that are in charge of uh, really key things that I use every day, which is kind of weird. Um, And I met this one guy. uh, So, Dennis, do you know what HTML is? HTML? Yeah. Do you know what
1: CSS is? Don't ask me to describe it, but I know that when I turn on my TV, that's what I'm looking at.
0: Okay. You're Already wrong, uh, so uh, so yes, yeah. so absolutely. Go yes. on, of course I do. So uh, the the birth of what we call the WWW, the World Wide Web, uh, started in the basement of uh, CERN, the place where they do the Large Hadron Large Hadron Collider, and you know where they've been investigating physics for a long time in Switzerland, and. Uh, what what we know as web pages, where the the whole breakthrough there was this is a thing, this is a text document you can view on your screen, and you can click on a link and see in the, another text document. Like that was the breakthrough uh, in the early nineties, late eighties, uh, and uh, so this happened at uh, at CERN, the center for something whatever. Uh and the, the the man that created uh, what we know as the web uh, is named Tim berners lee I thought it was Al Gore. Nope he, he was he was also not wrong when he claimed that because he was claiming to have supported the the expansion of the internet in the States. But uh, the creator of what we call WWW is Tim Berners-Lee, and he made this in this little basement in this, uh, in, at, in this big physics center in CERN. And uh, the person that figured out how to make the, the web pages not look horrible uh, created this thing called CSS, the Cascading Style Sheets, which is what uh, makes all web pages look OK. And so, anyway, uh, the creator of CSS, the guy that was there in Switzerland uh, making this, uh, was at this conference, and I met him.
1: <laughs> no shit.
0: And it was wow. super cool. Like I'll he bet he, it was. he gave this talk about how you know I was at uh, I w- I was there when this was created. This was this was our little basement. He showed this photo. Uh, this was our little basement office where Tim Berners-Lee and I were sitting next to each other and we sort of created how we click on shit on the internet these days, uh, which is kind of amazing. And uh, so anyway, I watched his talk and it was super interesting. Uh, so
1: you, and you saw him in the break room, in the speaker's room? And I was, I was worried
0: uh, that he was going to be one of these people that is like so fucking famous that in and out right. he shows up for the talk and then is like off on his jet or whatever, and uh, and I looked around in the brick room and I was like, well, he's not here. Well shit, I guess, you know, whatever. And then an hour later he showed up at the brick room and I uh someone was talking to him, but like I was sort of like milling around. And uh he uh he he, he called me over. He looked at my name tag, uh, because he is uh he's Norwegian. And he saw my name and was and was like, Hey you, uh are you Scandinavian? And he called me over, and we talked for a bit. And uh, it was really, really interesting, because he, uh, like we didn't talk at all about tech or anything. Uh, he is all, he's his other passion is like sailing. Oh, no. And you're uh, gone.
1: <clears throat> you're frozen. Well, how know? You froze, you're still, you're fucked up.
0: Well, sometimes technical difficulties just get the better of us. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 162. And, again, apologies for that abrupt cutoff. Uh, I was recording in a different space, etc. You can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. And we are not going to be around next week, but hopefully the week after that. So see you in two weeks.